2: This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Today we're talking about the Ossoff loss. And of course, it did not take me long to try to peel the onion on that and figure out the true meaning, the deeper meaning, the broader significance of the Ossoff loss. Was it what you see is what you get? The Democrats gave it their all, put up the best candidate they could find, and were crushed by uh, a not extremely popular Republican. And there, in and this was they touted it far and wide as a referendum on Trump, as a the beginning of the dominoes falling for 2018 as uh pelosi's man on the spot i don't know i i was buying into that narrative along the way but when handle one i and i saw which some people anticipated that they were really making hay of this loss it was getting more attention so the the shows with my producer binkley and i he's here he we do podcasts we put this show up on our on, uh, in podcast format on propagandareportdaily.com if you're interested. And what in our shows that we've done on Osloff have gotten more hits since the loss than before the loss. So people are really interested in this now. And my thinking was quite possibly that they are... Uh, trying to keep the the tension high, that like Trump being such a a controversial figure, such a polarizing figure, has been really good for them to re-energize their base. Uh, that the Democrats need to be re-energized. At the same time, I feel like uh, I have always felt that Bernie Sanders was there to justify the Democrats lurching to the left. That the Republicans and the Democrats tend to go towards the center. A center I don't like the welfare warfare center. I reject both of those business models for government. But they that they want to uh, move the whole country left. Democrats win a lot of elections, and if they all of a sudden lurch to the left and are helped by momentum of the Trump from the Trump backlash, uh, you know they can they can capitalize on that. And I heard this the Young Turks, which was very popular progressive frankly, oh. <laughs> binkley's very i don't know if you're it's just a hardcore conservative or what it is that just be, you have a visceral reaction to the uh to the turks and the any uh, you, off you had a visceral reaction to hillary i think it's all theater but <laughs> anyway <laughs> so so this guy uh he said that uh the reason Ossoff lost is because he was too centrist. And this is a lesson to us all for the 2018 elections to be as progressive, as populist as you possibly can. Take the lesson from Bernie. And now there were four elections, these special elections uh, in, in 2018. is like 300 and something. Every single sol- solitary congressional seat comes up every two years. So it's going to matter. Anyway, so I feel like... You know that's me down the rabbit hole, but not everybody's there. And I can tell by all my calls, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some rapid fire call taking in just a moment. So if you're on hold, I will get you. Maybe not this segment, but pretty soon. Uh, so that'll be some good listening. But I want to uh, give the tweeps a chance here. Are a couple of tweets. Binkley, you've got some tweets for me.
3: Yeah, Joshua says two words: deep state.
2: As long as he doesn't mean deep state is obama holdovers because the deep state is what killed jfk it was not obama holdovers it's what put obama in place but i think it's what put trump in place too so uh if that's what he means and i think he does i'm with you there there's a lot more to this than meets the eye what else you got
3: casey's mom says look at this fox is calling cruz and paul bad hombres freedom caucus a cartel
2: wow fox is calling those guys bad hombres because they're the ones who are not voting for this Uh, obamacare 2.0 that is so uncool and then uh the freedom caucus this is what i said earlier we are going to be calling it the freedom carcass if we let trump (laughs) you know railroad uh the this um these democrat policies like the 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 GOP is responsible for this. They have always said repeal and replace. I've never met, ever had a caller, anyone, anyone call me and say repeal and replace. I can't wait for Obamacare 2.0 GOP style. You know, <sighs> nobody ever says that. And no one ever says that. And from the beginning, it's like, does anyone notice they tack on and replace? Repeal it repeal it repeal it repeal it restore the 10th amendment so there fox is getting up fox is lurching to the left this is this is happening this is happening people so i'm going to do some rapid fire calls 404-872-0750-1800 wsb talk scott you are on with monica hi scott hey can you hear me yes i can okay um first
1: of all i agree with everything you say i'm way down the rabbit hole
2: nice <laughs> but uh
1: but partial but w- one thing on your little theory yeah i was i've got on uh i partially agree with it because i think it was more of a grooming kind of situation mm-hmm. where they didn't care whether they won or lost mm-hmm. because they already had whatever they want to do for their outcome, they already had that figured out.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, they, I, I'm either. sure it would have been great for them to have a 30-year-old congressman who would have held on to that seat for 40 years, you know, like Joe oh. Biden. You can oh, really do a lot. they would have loved lot. that. Yeah. They would
1: have loved that. We're looking at John Ossoff for running for president one day. Yeah, and
2: Ossoff, just let me interrupt you for a second. I'll let you finish. Uh, his dad is super-duper deep-state. He, he is, was... Um, We've done a lot of podcasts on this if you want to check out mm-hmm. my yeah um on com, but he's got deep connections with the council on foreign relations with international uh you know law firms of the highest you know just a lot of international globalist corporations that I think make h- him you know having his own guy in congress you know I yeah. think that that it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt so that's oh, no, good I, I accept that
1: I'm in that I'm in that district, that um, district oh. six or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I looked up all kinds of stuff on him, but he, you know, and I think also with that, you know, um, at the same time you make the guy a household name by putting that right. much money into it. Now everyone in the whole country knows who he is. Yeah, and I had really actually... he would have never known who he was. We wouldn't even know who Karen Karen Handel was. Oh
2: on yes, country
1: basis. Oh, you know? so
2: they he got the Democratic Party. To run a thirty million dollar PR campaign on him personally.
1: On him personally. Oh, That's Scott, what I,
2: think. I fully embrace your modification of my theory. And
1: then, and then with the Democratic Party, think about it forever. They all they do is manipulate people's emotions. So now what they're doing is yes. they turn it around and oh, we feel sorry for the guy for oh, losing. It's you know, so kind of it's thing.
2: absolute genius. I absolutely adore it, Scott. Please. Uh, Keep it coming. Next time, give me—I I can't wait for your theories. Okay, Thank okay. You, Thank Scott. you so much. Thank for having you. Me on. I love it. Uh, okay, so let's go to Susan and Marietta. Susan, what you got for me? Hi,
4: I'm also a resident of District Six. So my observation on John Ossoff is that, you know, initially when he started the campaign, he didn't even admit to being a Democrat. I think they tried to kind of dress him up and make him look like a shiny new toy. Yeah, I was noticed that. Conservative um or you know, trying to, say to be independent. the leads of the district, but the problem is is with that much money coming in from outside the area and him not even living here, I know I personally couldn't believe what he was saying. I figured he would just be way too beholden to the Democrats and then when it came down to voting and representing the district, he would be voting the extreme Democrats. And, you know, I have voted Democrat and Republican in the past. I consider myself fairly, you know, socially moderate. But, you know, at the end of the day, and with all the ridiculous amount of money and phone calls and, you know. He's on the phone calling right, right
2: now. Door, <laughs> yeah, probably so exactly. I have to hang that. up on you, but who did you vote for?
4: Um, I ended up voting for Karen Handel because I just didn't trust his message as being real.
2: Very interesting. Thank you so much, Susan. I would love to chat, but obviously you're busy. So (laughs) I better take a quick break. But I've got lots more great calls. Lance, hang on. Michael, I, I, I... Michael's after that. He says John spent $25 million and got less votes than the guy who ran against Price. Why? So we're going to talk to Lance and Michael after the break. And anybody else on hold, I'm going to do some rapid fire. So uh, you're all going to get on 404 872 If that's busy, 800-WSB-TALK. And you can always tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
1: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
2: Partly cloudy, less humid tomorrow, high of 83. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I'm going to Lance and Ackworth. Hi, Lance. You're on with Monica.
5: Uh, thank you, Monica. Love the show. Uh, just wanted to uh, throw in my two cents. Um, I think maybe there's a little bit of overthinking. It, it may be as simple as also uh, uh, being a, a young politician who really didn't have an extensive history to run against. who does have ties into the deep state. And uh, that allowed them to avoid all the, um, the negative baggage that Trump used uh, against Hillary and to, and to essentially run a, a campaign against Trump uh, like Handel or the Republicans um, ran against Pelosi. Uh, yeah. That said, I don't put anything mm-hmm. uh, against the <laughs> duplicity of the, the people that, uh, that run things in this country, the elite, the, the deep state, whatnot. Uh, but it may be a little simpler, at the very least, uh, the last caller, I believe he he made a very good point. This may just be grooming people. He is now a household name, and uh, we'll certainly be seeing more of him in the future.
2: Yeah, I absolutely loved um, Scott's point. I agree with that. I don't think it's absolutely far-fetched to suggest that he uh, was just supposed to be the blank slate candidate. That's, that's obviously a viable option with Trump, and... Obama, especially against somebody like Handel, who did have baggage, so I don't reject that theory. Thank you very much for calling. I am going to Michael in Canton. Hi, Michael. You're on with Monica. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm
6: well. And oh, yeah. To go along well. with the blank slate uh, that you're talking about, can you tell me who ran against Tom Price in November, just six months ago? No.
2: No. His I can't, and Stocksbury. that's really, I shouldn't even say that casually. I should know these things, but it but pains name, me to follow politics.
6: His name was Stokesbury, and he spent absolutely zero on his campaign, never a dollar. And he received 119,536 votes in
2: CD6. Well, that was during a presidential election, right?
6: Right, right. But yeah. where
2: were those people?
6: With a special election. Ossoff yeah. spent $23 million and he got 92,000 votes.
2: That is curious. I mean, he could literally have driven everybody to the voting thing. Like, didn't Al Gore do that? Give homeless people cigarettes and <laughs> get buses exactly. and stuff? Exactly.
6: I mean, I mean Stooksbury, nobody can tell me the guy's name. I had to look it up. And I was amazed when I found out that he received 27,000 votes more than Ossoff. And he didn't spend a dollar on his campaign.
2: And you know why that's so fascinating to me is that those people live there. They're there right now. If You know, you could have gotten them up and out.
6: Exactly. I'm on the edge of CD6. I can't vote in CD6, but I get all of it. In five
2: campaign. seconds, can you tell me what you think the answer is?
6: In five seconds, yes. Uh, the name Ossoff is out there now. Everybody knows
2: it. Yeah, I think we cracked the code on this one. Thanks to Scott. Lance is on board. Michael, I think uh, I think we've all got it. Next, I want to talk to Rick and then Jared, who have some interesting stuff about Obama parallels. I've been noticing the Obama parallels, too. And so is Binkley. So we've got lots more. 404-872-0750. 800-WSB-TALKER. Tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show.
1: Perez on News955 and AM 750 WSB.
2: I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB and every Saturday from three to six. I talk about the Libertarian news of the week and I sometimes go down the rabbit hole. And this week I'm looking at the Ossoff loss and wondering if there isn't even is a rabbit hole. And one of the things that I observed. Uh, Or that Scott and Michael and Lance before the break, we all kind of came to the same conclusion that win or lose the main purpose of this 20 or 30, whatever million dollar campaign of Ossoff was to it was his it's his PR, his coming out party. And we certainly have not heard the last of him. I wondered why they would trot out a guy with a total blank slate. Uh, I just don't know. So... Uh, let's see what y'all think 404-872-0750 800 wsb I'm going to go right to calls after uh, I get a tweet You want to? oh no you know what Binkley weren't you doing some fact checking on Michael's call earlier uh, Michael said some stuff what Michael said was that the Democrat who ran against Tom Price in November spent no money and got more votes than Ossoff uh, and Ossoff spent whatever thirty million dollars. So let's just make sure that's true. What do we got here, Binkley?
3: Well, in the original one with Stukesbury versus Price, uh, Stuxbury did spend zero and he got one hundred twenty-four thousand, just under one hundred twenty-five thousand. And Ossoff, in the primary, which he ran against eleven Republicans, he spent he had raised eight million at that point, and he earned nine ninety-two thousand votes. And in the Special election, the runoff right, of the, the special runoff. election, mm-hmm. he received 124, 893 votes for, and he had raised, I think, over about 24 million at that point.
2: Do you happen to know how many votes Handel got versus Tom Price? Because the presidential election, uh, the election that has a president in it, always gets multiples of any other kind of election. Elections in November always get multiples of special elections. So uh, you would expect uh, the guy in November to get more votes than Ossoff just with the same dollar spent or, or, um, you know, that kind of thing. But the fact is that guy's votes, that Democrat votes, were already there without any campaigning in November. So you would think that you could really just... Uh, capture every last one of the people who are going to get out to vote for Hillary uh, and incidentally vote for that guy. You should get every last one of those people out for Ossoff. So how? what was the kind of magnitude between Price and Handel?
3: Tom Price got uh, 200, 201,088 votes and Karen Handel got 134,595 votes.
2: So... Yeah, so you would think Ossoff would get, like, kind of half of the other guy on an even footing, and he spent all that money, and he didn't, you know, it, it was a big difference, but he obviously did not get every last Democrat vote of people who were willing to get in the car. Right. And that's a lot of money to spend.
3: A lot of his support, a lot of the enthusiasm was from people in other states.
2: Yes, yes. But you just wonder, like, how many dollars and how many phone calls per voter. Right. Because he was thanking people in his concession speech, which was quite hilarious. We'll have to listen to that. He was thanking people for uh, making hundreds of thousands of phone calls. So, anyway, let's. we've got some calls on point for what we want to get into next. So I'm going to go to Rick in Atlanta. Hi, Rick. You're on with Monica.
0: How are you doing, Monica? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, this. This uh, John Ossoff and Barack Obama has it has you know a lot of parallel. It's like the same guy now, let me yeah. tell, let me tell you something I, I I first met Barack Obama in 1987. dude you okay, met I, him I, in '87? I'm originally from Chicago. My family's in, in the politics. my father was an alderman in the city of Chicago.
2: and Obama uh, was like a councilman, right?
0: No Obama was organizing. Oh. Uh, he was a he was a community organizer nice. on the south side of Chicago. What happened was the steel mills, Northwest Indiana, South Side of Chicago steel mills were you know a, a lot of people's you know jobs. They were starting to close. He was helping organize and getting out to vote and doing things like that in the community,
5: Nice. On
0: the south side, mainly on the south side of Chicago, which yeah. is predominantly African American. This guy came out of nowhere. Okay, he got absolutely crushed. Oh. Uh, Rick. Obama got Obama got absolutely crushed by Bobby Rush.
2: Rick, you, you have to you? hold on. I have a red alert, but hold that thought.
1: This is a traffic red alert from the WSB 24-hour traffic center.
2: 440, AAA, and uh, traffic right now uh, got a red alert. I-20 westbound before Liberty Road. All lanes are blocked. I-20 westbound, serious crash working before Liberty Road. Take a post road uh, before uh, you you get to that accident. That will get you around it again. All lanes blocked. I-20 on the West Freeway, westbound before Liberty Road. Now back to Monica Perez on WSB. Rick, thank you so much. Can I, uh, you hear me, Rick? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Great. Can you can you pick up where you left off? So they, he organized the steel mills. What was he tell, What was he helping them do? I mean, the he workers. Was, he, uh,
0: he was an organizer. Uh, a, uh, organizer helping getting out to vote, helping with jobs, helping to, uh, try to uh, place people in different jobs because they were losing their jobs because the steel mills were closing.
2: Yeah, he, and he was in his twenties. Had to have been.
0: Yeah, this is before. This is before he went to law school. And wow. I, I think this is right after he got out of Columbia, if I'm not mistaken.
2: All right, okay. And uh,
0: and, and, and he, but he ran with absolutely no record of doing anything against, for <laughs> United States congressmen, against Bobby Rush, who was very powerful, you know, very well-loved in the African-American community. I'm, I'm African-American. He, he, he ran. And at the time, people were like, who is this guy, Barack Obama? I mean, they totally... They totally like. Oh. talked about him like he was an uh, Obama. Go back and read some of the stuff. Well, you like, know how he won, though, don't another, you?
2: You know how uh, he won both of those elections in Chicago—the primary and the the full-on, you know, Democrat versus Republican. You know how he won both of those, do you not?
0: Well, I'm talking about he, well, he lost to Bobby Rush.
2: Oh, okay. Fun, when the, he the, did the, win, the, I'll the, tell the, you how. So okay. finish up, and then I'll tell you my I'll tell you my story.
0: See, and that that's kind of like you know at that time. People were like, "Who is this guy Obama think he is to try to come in and challenge Bobby Rush?" Interesting. He got crushed. He didn't get the votes at that time. You would have never thought that he would have been president of the United States. You would have never thought. You said this guy's political career is over. But every 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 since he had moved to Chicago, he was a political opportunist. He was going yeah. to, the, What saved him was he ran for uh, Illinois State Senate and got under the power for United States Senator Emil Jones. I mean, I'm sorry. The United, the Illinois State Senator Emil Jones, he went under his wing, yeah. and that propelled him to run for United States Senate senator out of Illinois, and he won that. And he only stayed there for a little bit until he ran for president. I mean, that's totally what they're doing with Ossoff. Ossoff has, you know, people laughing at Ossoff getting crushed. They're setting this guy up. Yeah, I guarantee you, he runs for either mayor of Atlanta or a- a- until until John Lewis retires. Then you need to run for that seat. And then he's going to somehow try to run for U.S. city Like It's straight out of the Barack Obama. They're grooming him to be the next president.
2: Well, that's, that's very interesting. And I'll tell you why, Rick. Because Obama, first of all, he didn't really come out of nowhere. His stepfather in Indonesia was the liaison between United Oil and the government of Indonesia that was placed there by a U.S. coup. Mm-hmm. So his family was very deep state. People don't usually know that. And Ossoff's family, I think, is deep state. But then... When Barack Obama was running for the Senate position, both his primary and the the regular general election, both times his formidable opponents were brought down by uh, illegally unsealed or leaked. I think they were both divorce records. Do you remember yes, that? recently?
0: Yes, yes, because they because they uh they 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 ran against the guy that I forget I'm forgetting his name. They I forget the name too. In the U- U.S. Senate. They got him. Then they bought in Alan Keyes. Which was a total uh, joke. Yes. Uh, it, I mean, the race was over. They was trying to recruit Mike Dicker, uh, anybody to run it. They couldn't find. They couldn't find a Republican to run against Barack Obama for the for the Illinois uh, United States Senator from Illinois. Yeah, and, and that's and, the and, deep and the,
2: state. And the guy Ashe. that
0: they brought down, he was beating Obama. You would have never heard of Barack Obama as president. He was beating Obama in the polls. Yeah. Before they brought him
2: down. All right. Last word. I'm going to ask you, Rick. Do you or do you not think that those two? Uh, the the unsealing the divorce record, whatever, blowing up his opponents was was absolutely deep state action all the way.
0: I mean, it just it sounds it sounds suspicious because you know if you if you nobody gave Obama a chance. The the fact that he became president, if you knew him like I like I'm, yep. still mind blowing. Nobody gave him a yeah. chance in that Illinois United States uh, Illinois uh, 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 senator yeah. uh, race until out of like you said out of nowhere. I think that right. he, the guy was married to the actress Jerry Ryan. Yes.
2: And what what was unsealed was their their custody hearing which they both agreed to be sealed where right. she she said that he took her to like these weird swingers clubs yeah. that made her want to throw up like on herself yeah. on purpose uh-huh. I think. And nobody they neither of them wanted that to be disclosed because they thought it would hurt their children. Yeah. So so what ultimately happened was Uh, obama was effectively running un uh unopposed in both of those and i think you might say john mccain was like the alan keys in the presidential election i don't know thank you so much for the great call rick i want to get jared in dallas next to follow on with that because i think he had the same idea jared what you got
4: hey monica
0: thanks for taking my call um well the guy the guy before me rick my main point rick yeah he took my main point um I guess what happened was when I first started seeing his ads, I told my wife, and this was early on, I said, "You know what? He's going to be the next face of the Democratic Party. Watch, he's going to rise to the top. Um, even to me, even his when he's talking, his cadence and mannerisms, are Obama like?
2: Did you notice that right away? Because Binkley. Right away. He told me right away. He was like, listen to this guy. I can't stand politics. <laughs> it's so funny. I really can't stand listening to politicians directly because they lie. I read transcripts if I have to, but like, I don't want to hear it. And right. uh, so Binkley kept saying, you got to listen to this guy. He's imitating Obama, <laughs> imitating really? him poorly.
0: I thought I was the only one that caught on. No, Binkley, we were crazy, doing shows. But-
2: and we even have clips right now of his concession speech, which absolutely drives that point home. I keep oh trying goodness. to get to it, but I've got too many calls. So, so yeah, that's the. Uh, I'll give you the last word, Jared, before I go to the break.
0: Well, I, I'm just going to say that um, I think he's an. I think he's the next face. I think the Democrats have chosen him to, be, and he's good. I think it'll be interesting because I think he's going to rise up the ranks, and uh, within a few short years, I think he'll be running for president.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I don't know about a few short years, but that guy definitely. I thought he would be like the Biden type, be a congressman forever. Like you get them young enough, but maybe maybe it's a, see it's a wasted operative who's retires when he's fifty, like Obama. I feel like you want what you want is a Biden who can like write the USA Patriot Act and spend thirty years trying to get it uh, enforced. But I guess that's a tale for another time. I'm going to keep with the rapid fire and hopefully we can get to uh, Ossoff sounding just painfully, painfully like Obama. Let's hope it is not foreshadowing. 404 one 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
1: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
2: 80 degrees outside the studio. Cloudy skies. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate. Heating and air. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out the true meaning of Ossoff. The best theory so far is that this has been a $30 million nationally financed uh, coming out party. Uh, debutante. The debutante ball. The debut of John Ossoff. I'm going to Jamal in Lilburn. You are on with Monica.
7: How well, you know, doing?
2: Good. What you got?
7: Well, well, Scott kind of took my um,
2: pile on. Opinion. Come on, bring yeah. it.
7: But, but he, um, but I, I think that the whole thing is the trick. I mean, there was no, you know, Ostrov had no no chance of winning, um, even if he got. I mean, handles was a, a, was a weak candidate. Um, yes. You know, so best case, you know, I mean, I, I think he ended up with the best case, and uh, those, you know, so you look at it, you know, there's four. Uh, or there are, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, special elections around the entire country, um, you know, so they're, they're just, the Democrats are just, you know, looking around, seeing what uh, what races they can plug into, and uh, but but having a Democrat win in the sixth, I think there's no. There's no real expectation that he's going to Yeah, So
2: so they used it for something else. And they got people to give the money and stuff for the other purpose. And I was thinking the other purpose was to keep hate alive. But y'all are convincing me that the other purpose is to launch this guy's career.
7: Yeah, I I, I think that's part of it. You know, I mean, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a handle run for, you know, for the governor. Um, You know, so I I think there's, there's probably a lot of things. Get money into Georgia. I think it was a long game as far as uh, as Georgia's concerned.
2: Yeah, I think that that's right. I think it's a long game. I think it probably is part of Flip the South. I figure there's an operation somewhere called Flip the South. Keeping it coming, 404 872 one 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Oh, oh,
6: oh, O'Reilly. Do you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts